This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. great computers radio everything it just bouncing off the wall so I hope everybody's with us still Uh, tell me a little bit about your class in Smyrna 50 years ago David well um, I did speak a little bit at the class and we're the class of 1971 and what I pointed out is we are the senior class that got devastated by the closing of Seward Air Force Base, oh. particularly on the sports teams. And I named off several individuals that went on to, uh, we had a guy named Jeff King who went to Florida uh-huh. and became All-State and then went to University of Tennessee. Uh, we had Which guy, I have the colors you on. You have the colors on. I yeah. was going to make a mention of that. Yeah. We had another guy you're, named. You're, you're listening to David Booker yeah. in case we didn't get all that name yeah we yeah we had another guy dean anderson who's still around out in california <clears throat> and dean we had a picture of dean signing with the new york yankees oh wow yeah we, he, he was a, he would have been our quarterback we had another guy who uh i understand played either for the university of arizona or arizona state but anyway our team football and i was the captain of it i will say we Won one game and lost the rest of them. We beat Ashland City. You're a, you're a captain of a team that won one game? One game. Wow. Our team was so devastated because of the closing of the base. We lost so many people. Mm, yeah. Halfway through the season, we couldn't even practice with a full line. We had to practice with a half line. And that was David Young's first year as the coach of Smyrna High School. David used to eat with us every morning. Yeah. He's, he's a ready. He's, he's a pistol, isn't he? But we had played under him over at Thurman Francis yeah. when he was a coach over there. So, yeah, the, we, we had our reunion. We had Saturday night. <clears throat> Donna was on the reunion committee. I just listened in the background. She, she was she was voted the one that hasn't has changed the least oh, and was the prettiest girl in the class. She was, she was best all around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Best all around. And... Uh, so um, we had 80 people, right, 80 yep. people. And of that, 41 or 42 were fellow graduates. 
And then if you add the 23 or 24 that have since died, who couldn't attend, of course. Um, so of a class of 150 people, you know, we had better than a third that came out. That's pretty good. And uh, I will say that the ones that live closest to the event are the ones that never really come. Uh, we had people from Virginia, North Carolina, Kentucky, and then we came from Ohio. So had a great time. Um, we had a good class. How, how many of those were military people, the, the sons and daughters of military Actually, people? Actually, that was one of the things <clears throat> uh, Mr. Black at the airport had given away to give away some little uh, thumb drives that were little an airplane, and they had pictures of old Seward Air Force Base. And one of the things he asked us to do was ask all the students that were in Smyrna because of Seward Air Force Base to raise their hand, and we gave them one of those. And I would guess 15, 20, because we had 25 of the little giveaways, and we didn't give them all away to, uh, I think we gave most of them away. But at least 20 people were there because of Seward. And we also, with our class, we didn't go with just the people that graduated that May day. We actually went back and tried to find the people that would have graduated with somewhere else, most of them to Little Rock, uh, some to Dice when the Air Force Base closed. And so we found several of those people. And we had a number of attendees that had never been before, yeah. which was really nice to have them. And they assured us they would be at the next one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it aggravates me, Donna, when some of my best friends have not ever come to ours. And ours will be 63 in, in a couple of years. Uh, and uh, a lot of them have been very successful. It, oh. It, and it and to us that go there, it's like we we've never graduated from school. We're all we may look 40, 50 years older, but it, we we still enjoy each we other. Truly. And it doesn't matter what their uh, success rate was or anything. We exactly. just want them to be there. And you know, it was nice because everybody just came together. It was like old times, but new times. You know. Yeah. And everybody had a wonderful. Time. We we had a dance floor and we did have music, and as they were doing the invitations, they asked each person send us the name of a song that you remember from your high school years, and that's what they gave the DJ to play. He played, not loud but not quiet. Yeah. So you could talk, but we had a dance floor and nobody danced. What everybody did is they went from table to table and talked. Yeah. And that's really I think what we wanted to do. Because uh, we talked about having a band. We said, we don't want a band because then people can't talk. And, and reconnecting yeah. is the purpose. You know, Thomas said yesterday, his class up in Troy High School in Ohio has never had a reunion. And doubts that it ever will. The younger generations think that they stay connected through social media. And they don't see a need for reunions. There was an article last week of all times to, for me to read it and it was in the Wall Street Journal and it talked about a guy from Bellingham, Washington and he had just gotten back from his 70th high school reunion. Wow. And I believe his name was Van Dyke. Um, Dick? Something like that. Van Dyke, Van Dick, something. Um, I should have looked that up. But anyway, 
it was a basically a working class city at that time. Uh, coal mine, industry, smokestacks, mostly middle, lower middle class. And they, they had their 70th, and they told everybody that's going to be it. It's going to be the last reunion between health and travel and dying. You know, we're just not going to do another one. And he was one of the first people to leave. He had to go somewhere. And as he's walking out the door, and he's looking out the wind, you know, back at the tables, and the people are talking, and he's thinking about when they had their 50th, and people showed up dressed in suits, and the women were in nice dresses. And he said, I look back at the 30 or so that attended, and they're in golf shorts and golf clothes and, you know, casual. Mm -hmm. And he said, they're all just talking. They're reconnecting. And he said, it dawned on me. Some of these people I will never see again in my life. Yeah. And then he said, but, you know, they were all good people. Yeah. And, and I, I think that was the same thought we had. Everybody sitting in that room, and the ones that didn't attend to, they were all good people. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody contributed something different. Yeah. You know, and in my opinion, they're all successful. Of course. You know, it doesn't matter what you do or who you are. Just be the person that you are meant to be. They're, they remain part of our lives right. no matter Regardless. what. Regardless. And uh, I, I, I know that I've got deep roots here. Uh, we go back many generations. And uh, when I see some of these young people that are uh, grandchildren of some of my classmates, Sure. It, it it they they give me that uh, I, I that uh, I, I guess almost the feeling that they're still with me. The it's the ones that have passed right. on. That's right. And uh, their family. And that's one thing I've always loved about this community. We never did look at above ourselves or below ourselves. We were all in the same class group, and no matter how many, how successful you were in business or whatever, uh, nothing changed as far as your relationship. No. And, and that's what I've enjoyed with this radio program is to be able to reach out to all the people that have that uh, that that standing in our community. And it, it's re having you guys is really great. I mean, it is. Well, we appreciate you, you, it. You go back. You have a lot of famous names <laughs> in, in in your uh, background, your family background. A few, maybe. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you really do. I mean, uh, one of the best uh, principals that was ever in, in our community. Hey, uncle, is that correct? He's my uncle. It's like a second dad, really. Yeah. But but uh, in, in Smyrna... I mean, um, that that is some of the strongest history of I'm Smyrna. Prou I'm proud of him. Yeah, well, you should be. They're talking Bud about Bud Rakes. Rakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let Donna oh, well, pop the name I up. Didn't, I didn't want to. people to think her uncle was J.J. McWilliams. <laughs> <laughs> I tell Not you that what. that would be anything bad. No, no, no. Um, he, he was a, a little tough for this particular generation. And her uncle learned a lot from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did my mother. <laughs> when I went to, to, to see Bud about uh, uh, having an SRO in his high school, he, he didn't want to do it. He says, Truman, 
He said, I want you to look in, in my desk. And there was knives and everything in there where he had taken them off the kids all those years. And I said, but I understand, and, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm asking you, I'm, I'm not telling you, whenever you're ready to, to do it. And I think it was a year later he decided he wanted to have an SRO in his yeah. school. But uh, you can see the changing of the times sure. by the kids that are in the classroom. It makes a big difference in how each family group changes from one generation to another. And we've seen a lot of changes over the years. But, you know, I've always loved the Smyrna area. The people up there have just been special. And uh, uh, I've, I've played ball with some of them back uh, when old Jefferson had a team and back in those good old days. And with you being in Ohio, Donna, tell me the difference in the lifestyle in Ohio and in, 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 uh, in Rutherford County in, in Middle Tennessee area? Well, you know, when I come, when I come home, I guess the, the southern draw reiterates in me. We have a draw down here? Well, they <laughs> think so up north. And when I go home, the first thing, somebody will ask me, now, where are you from? And uh -huh. I said, well, I'm from Tennessee, but I've lived here 39 years. Yeah. When you say home, you're referring to, to Ohio. To Ohio. Yeah. And uh, they just can't believe it. And people still stop her in Kroger and say, would you say something for me? Because we're from the South, too, or my grandparents were from the South, and we love to hear people from the South talk. Mm -hmm. Or I just love to hear you talk. And I take Donna to Kroger, and I'll sit out in the car, <laughs> and I'll read a book or something. And she'll go in and get a gallon of milk and bananas, and it's 45 minutes. And I'm thinking, man, that banana rack must be way back in the store. And she'll come out and she'll say, you'll never guess who I ran into. <laughs> or you'll never guess. And I'll say, and she'll say, I don't even know who they were. But we started talking. She has also got that face that people want to come up and tell their life story to. And I just can't say no. You know, everybody, some people have a problem, and I'm willing to listen. If it makes them feel better, bring it on to me. You That's know? what makes us different. We really care about people. I, you know, yeah, everybody's got something, you yeah. know. And a lot of people don't have anybody to talk to, or they just, they need somebody at that moment, you know. Yeah. So, I guess I. We're raised with that kind of feeling. But and I'm, we were, we I'm were glad, you know. You know. What makes me, uh, I get so angry with the media because they are nothing, those people that are putting their opinions out, they're nothing like us. Right. And, and that's the strangest thing. Each state has its own, it's like it's its own country. Sure. And every one of them is so different. And having uh, the base right there in, in downtown Smyrna was pretty special, uh, and I think, I, I would say it's probably the the base that has the best opportunities for all the people who end up there, because there's so many of them that love this area that after they retire from the service, they, they end up back. here. Well, when we're in Ohio, <clears throat> and we're together, and people will look at me, and they'll say, well, where are you from? And I said, I'm from the same place she is. Well, you don't sound like it. And I said, the reason I don't sound like it is because in the first and second and third grade, she went to Smyrna, I went to John Coleman. And John Coleman had kids from everywhere. 
because that's where all the base kids went. So in the formative years, I'm living in Wary Housing with kids from everywhere. I go to school with kids from everywhere. She's in Smyrna living with people from Smyrna, going to school with kids from Smyrna. Mm -hmm. So that southern accent affects different people. Yeah. My sister lives in Washington. She comes down in about 30 minutes after she's here, you know, whether it's intentional or it's just habits. But she starts getting back to her southern uh, draw, I guess you'd call it. But back to Coach Rakes, that's an interesting thing. He was one of our attendees. and uh, He looks good, doesn't he? He looks, and everybody said they couldn't. Uh, uh, he doesn't age. They all commented. No on how well he looked, and uh, he got up and said a few things, and then he did the group prayer. You know, we couldn't get everybody in the room at once to eat, so we kind of had to do it a little bit different. So after everybody had eaten, then we did the group prayer. But uh, anyway, so he came, and he enjoyed himself. But what was interesting, when he first retired in a couple years after, we would go out to eat with him, and kids would come up. It was Mr. Rakes, Mr. Rakes, do you remember me? And most times he did. Yeah. But nobody in our group called him Mr. Rakes. They were all Coach Rakes. And that's how I see I see him as Coach Rakes. He's not Mr. Rakes. He was a good coach. Yeah, I see him as Coach Rakes. And he's Uncle Bud to me. And he's <laughs> Uncle Bud to her, yeah. Now, Harry Gill, is how much older is he? Harry went to school with my middle sister, Reggie. So that's the class of 68, and we're the class of 71. And if I'd have lined up that whole class of 1968, and I said, okay, pick out who's going to be the future Rutherford County School Superintendent. If that class had 150 people, I would have said Harry would be number 150. <laughs> Harry, Harry did See, I've, no, I've known him ever since he was yeah. a kid. Oh, I went to first grade with his brother Jay. Yeah. So the Gills have always been around. Mr. Gill always drove the sports bus. Um, Mr. Gill was instrumental in all three of his boys' lives. Um, but Harry, Harry did a fantastic job, in my opinion, as school superintendent, with the growth that was handled in this community. He really did, yeah. And, the, and, and we went to a... Uh, uh, some kind of award thing for Tennessee sports that her uncle was uh, inducted into, and Harry was sitting at our table. And he told us during his whole time as school superintendent, he built one to two schools a year. Yeah. And you go to our community in Ohio, I don't know when the school was last built. We remodeled we, a few. We haven't remodeled. But, and, and, you know, all that goes with that, and the temporary classrooms, and the road construction, and the utility constructions, the growth in this area, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, North Laverne, uh, it's amazing. They're coming from everywhere. It, it's amazing. Some friends of ours who live in Indianapolis, he's in the senior management of FedEx. He's looking at retiring next year. Um, well, they're connected to MTSU. Her, her father. father was uh, Dr. Nunley. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Joe Nunley? Joe yeah. Nunley. And Nancy, oh, I loved him. Yes, sir. Nancy uh -oh. and, and Gary are thinking about coming back to this area, and they've been kind of house hunting. Mm -hmm. And McMimble, they have a family farm. 
and they would like to be, you know, as you get to that age, you're thinking about things like hospitals and road connections and getting places. So they came back, and uh, somewhere between McMinnville and Murfreesboro's cup they've been thinking about. Gary's from Mount Juliet. And Gary tells me on the phone, he said, well, we're going to have to wait till the real estate prices go down. He said, it is, he said, it is, good luck. He said, he said, it has gotten ridiculous. I said, Gary. That's bet, because of them. I said, you better buy now. <laughs> well, they go down to McMinnville, and they're talking to some people down there they know. And Gary said, where's all these people coming from? And in that area, McMinnville to Murfreesboro, they said it's mostly California and Wisconsin. The California and, and, and piece. New York here. Yeah, the California piece I get. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin's the one that surprised me. Because we go to Wisconsin once a year and spend a week. I don't know why people would be leaving Wisconsin. But, you know, everywhere you go, everybody loves the state of Tennessee. Yeah. They, it was in the, uh, the Wall Street Journal, and uh, somebody wrote a column up there, and they said that the one place that everybody wants to go to is Rutherford County in Tennessee. Is I read there? that article, yeah. uh, and, and I actually I read that article, and I copied it, and I uh, the link to it, and I sent it to Gary. I said, Gary, good luck, you know. You you might as well buy now because then it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop anytime soon. No, um, actually, I'm selling my place because I want to leave my kids a pretty good amount of money, yeah. and that's one of the reasons I'm selling mine, and yeah. and I, and I'll be looking for a condo after I sell mine because at my age uh, you don't want a lot to take care of and you want to simplify everything so mm -hmm. that that's what I'm doing right now and uh, and uh, uh, it, it, it's a hard decision to make because you have all those memories in in that one home but you get to the point that um, you have to look out for others rather than yourself so. and you're gonna ha take the memories with you oh gosh yes you know but you know Don, I'll bet you I've got 10,000 uh, pictures in my house. What in the world? I've, I've <laughs> letting the kids go through and look at all of them, and they won't know a, a bunch of them. But sure. I've got some that back when I was in the military and and, uh, uh, and pictures of those things that I didn't even remember I had. That's why you need to get Denny Hoover up here and have him on your show and take him and show your picture because he's the real historian of Smyrna. North Rutherford County, and we were with him for an hour. Very or two. interesting guy. And for stuff like that that may have no meaning to most people, he, he takes has it a story with everything. With every picture, with everything. You know, it's of course, wonderful. his father was Walter King Hoover, yeah. who uh, ran the funeral for years. But with the growth that's going on in Smyrna, North Rutherford County, uh, Thomas now is in Smyrna. Oh, I know. Uh, he's there. Well, they ran him out of Murfreesboro. They ran him out happened. of Murfreesboro, yes. Uh -huh. and, but he uh, does like it. Oh, he I know. He, he does love Smyrna. I've never seen him like it. I don't know if it's because Smyrna's got the prettiest mayor in the United States or what it is. <laughs> Did you ever think that Coon Victory's daughter would be the the mayor of Smyrna? Because her... Her uh, personality is a whole lot different than the, the ones that came before her. Definitely. <laughs> she came along. Look, look at Dave. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking she came along after we left. Now, of course, we've well, known. She was probably a baby. Or she was a baby. But we've known Coon 
And Esther forever. Esther was the secretary, secretary or PE teacher. PE teacher. PE. By the way, I need to point this out. The class of '71 was the first graduating class from Thurman Francis Junior High School. That's right. Wow. Go Rams. Wow. And I think it was her first job, right? Coming out of school. I think so. Was Thurman Francis, and she was the PE teacher. And then everybody knew Coon's dad, Lee. And we went to school with, you know, all the boys. It was Coon and Rabbit. And, Rat. Uh, Rat. <laughs> um, EA was another brother. Yeah. But he was in California, I believe. And my brother-in-law, Danny, who's married to Reggie, he's a cousin of Coon and all of them. They all go back to uh, old Jefferson area. Did, don't I remember, I think I remember you, David, uh, when they were having the fish fry at, at uh, Lee's house, and you were over on we, on your knees with a bunch of other guys over at that little shack. <laughs> wasn't that you? No, uh, that, 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 no, no, that wasn't, that wasn't me, no. Well, I could have swore it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, that was... That was quite an affair when he would have that fish fry. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, and I guess, really, if you think about it, the fish fry that they do now at a Smyrna airport probably has its heritage back to it does. the Lee Victory it does. Uh, fish fry. But the Rotarians do such a great job over there. I mean, uh, that's one of the best get-togethers there is anywhere in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, we were there two years ago, I believe. Longer than that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was No, good. Poppy was uh, our granddaughter. She was less than a year old because we had spent the weekend at Old Hickory Lake. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's a turnout. It's a it's a real turnout for Smyrna. And it was very today. successful, I heard, this year. I mean, it they was. had a record number. Yeah. But is that, it's that way each year, each year. it grows, it, which is amazing. But, but you know, you, you talk about the mayor of Smyrna mm -hmm. and... The people who are running town now, um, as we came into the town center, and there's several big pictures of Blue Angel number six yeah. uh, on the walls, and then of course there's a memorial. But this summer we were on this group that Coon headed up, and we were televised—not televised—we were videotaped about the history of Smyrna, and with that memorial that they've created, they need to go a little bit further. Um, of course, a lot of servicemen die every year in training. That's just yeah. part of it. You want to train hard so when the combat comes, it's not so difficult. But in 1956, there was a C-119, excuse me, 1955, that took off out of Smyrna, didn't get very high, and one engine failed. It was loaded with paratroopers. And the two guys in the front said, everybody get out of the airplane. It's, back in those days, you had to wear a parachute in a 119 to fly in it. So wow. all the paratroopers escaped, and the crew members that were not essential to the front, they jumped. But by the time they got them all out, there was nothing that the two guys up front could do, and they crashed five miles north of Seward Air Force Base, and they were killed. No, I don't even remember that. You don't. That's the point. During World War II, there's a book called In the Presence of Soldiers by Woody McMillan, who's a Lebanon resident. They sold it here locally in stores back 15, 20 years ago, goes through the Tennessee maneuvers. 
which is a really interesting subject because the maneuvers were held here in the middle Tennessee because it so resembled Europe and the rivers that they would have to cross. Yeah. In that book, he lists the numbers of, or the names of people that were killed in C-124s, uh, excuse me, C, uh, bombers that were training at what that time was called Smyrna Air Base. Mm -hmm. And there were several of those people that were killed. C-119 crash. And then when we were in the fourth grade, I remember vividly seeing the smoke one day. The C-130 crashed mm. right there on the airfield and killed everybody. So if we're going to memorialize, we need to memorialize everybody. Yeah. And particularly oh, those, I agree. those two guys that were in that 119, because of their sacrifice and jumping and flying that airplane and allowing those paratroopers to get out and allow the crew members to get out, those people lived. And those people need to be added somewhere to a plaque somewhere in the town of Smyrna. If we're going to capture that whole history of Smyrna, Army Air Base and Seward Air Force Base. Smyrna does a great job with all those things. And uh, uh, all it takes is someone to call attention to those things, and they react. I know that uh, Mary Esther, uh, uh, the mayor of Smyrna, mm -hmm. They did such a wonderful job when when they had that crash, as you know, and we found out that it was the first time that one had ever been remembered when the crash happened, where the crash happened, mm -hmm. and the family came, and uh, it became such a special, special time for the family because they weren't really sure if they could get them up here, but they really reached out to them, and they came, and uh, they still have a relationship with uh, right. his family. Uh, and I, I think that's pretty special. It is, and I'll say a couple things about that. Um, the pilot could have got out of that airplane. He knew he was in trouble, and he did have time to eject, and he yeah. could have ejected at a very low level. But yeah. if he had have ejected, you may have lost the Sam Davis home to the left, or you may have lost that apartment house to the right. Um, in any way that he would have went, if he had ejected and the airplane had gone, people uh, would have been killed. That's just pretty certain. Yeah. But down close to where we go in Mississippi, a town called Itabina, let's uh, let's let's take let's take a quick break. Okay, and we'll be right back. Hey fellas, it's Scott. I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They're one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have a lack of motivation and drive, or have noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. 
treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. To schedule your health assessment, go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, my name is Patrick Garland, and I love living here at Adams Place. Well, exercise is what keeps me going. Uh, People don't realize that I'm 84. I get along well. I don't require any assistance in walking or doing what I want to do. I love travel, and I'm still traveling. I'm just enjoying life. I have invited several people to come here just to come to Adams Place to visit me and uh, see what it's like. And I love living here at Adams Place. It's a slick pig barbecue, spicy wings and Brunswick stew, everything made fresh for you at the slick pig barbecue. There's lean smoked turkey and chicken too, ribs so tender don't need to chew, well come on folks, I'm telling you, it's a slick pig barbecue. In 1920 East Main, you're gonna love the pig. The slick pig barbecue, a Murfreesboro tradition. Hello, this is Greg Tidwell from Bell Jewelers in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I think the main draw why people come to Bell Jewelers is they are referred by their neighbors. People want to know who they can trust, and Bell Jewelers gets that call quite a bit. And we're very proud of it, and we take it very serious. Come by and see us at Bell Jewelers at 821 Northwest Broad Street. We're across the street from Toots. We're open 10 to 6 during the week, 10 to 5 on Saturday, and close most Sundays. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard renaming ceremony took place Saturday morning at the Patterson Community Center. The first street marker was unveiled, and Councilman Kurt Wade said all the markers will be in place October 13th. We'd also noted that the late Tommy Vaughn, who died at the start of the pandemic back on January of 2020, shared his dream of working with Murfreesboro branch of the NAACP to fulfill his vision of remembering Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by having a street named in his honor. But without Tommy Vaughn being in this and making a big difference, just like our community, we would have never got this done. It was his idea, his suggestion. So renaming the Mercury Boulevard to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard recognizes the national contributions of the slain civil rights leader in advocating racial equity through nonviolence in the 1960s. And it reflects the commitment of the city to embrace the diversity within the community. A husband and wife are dead at the scene of an auto crash Sunday morning on westbound I-24 in Haywood Lane. Reports indicate a 2010 Honda Civic hit the guardrail, then went back onto the roadway where it was slammed by a 2017 F-150 pickup. 62-year-old Scott Whitmore and his wife, 58-year-old Melanie, both at Topeka, Kansas, were pronounced dead at the scene. Nashville police say both were wearing seatbelts. Two people found shot dead Sunday morning in Estill Springs. Investigators have identified them as 27-year-old Chastity Hill and 22-year-old Logan Tinsdale. The Coffee County Sheriff's Office and DA Craig Northcutt are still investigating possible motives. 
There are now 310 National Guard members helping with COVID-19 centers across the state. An extra 72 soldiers and airmen were sent out to help area hospitals on Sunday. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see periods of showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions high in the upper 70s. Winds out of the southeast around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with David and Donna Booker. And we were in the middle of a conversation about you in Mississippi. What I was going to say, and you started it and made me think of something, and you talked about... Blame it on me. Yes, it it's I'm blaming you all the way. Yeah. Uh, you talked about Mary Esther and the town of Smyrna maintaining a relationship with the family of the Blue Angel. Yeah. And that reminded me of down in Mississippi, a little town of Itabina, uh, which is close to where that, we That go. wasn't where they went through, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? They talk it? about Itabina. Uh, that's brother, what I thought. That, that name just yes. popped in my head. Yep. They talk about yeah. Itabina. Yeah. And a lot of that movie was filmed around the area that we're talking about, Sunflower, uh, LaFour County. But I think it was five years ago, there was a C-130 loaded with uh, uh, Special Force Marines, I believe, headed to maybe California, and they were overhead at about 20,000 feet, and the airplane actually literally came apart. Mm. A propeller came off the airplane and split the cockpit and the fuselage in two. And along Highway 82, one part of the airplane fell on the north side of 82. The other part fell on the south side. Of course, as you would might expect, everybody was killed. But we were at a place, um, there's an all-you-can-eat catfish place, and we were over there on a Friday afternoon of the weekend that they did a memorial also for these people. And they invited as many of the family members down for this memorial that they created, which is more of a plaza. And as we were eating, there was a woman who stood up, and she just asked everybody if they could have their attention for a couple of minutes. And she was the mother of one of the soldiers oh, who got killed. Wow. <clears throat> and she thanked everybody in that restaurant, a restaurant, and the area for remembering her son and the fellow uh, military members that died in that crash by creating that memorial. And I think she was from New York, if I remember right. I believe right. she was. Yeah. So, How in the world you keep from it was tears very, flying out I'm you. telling you, well, it, you could have heard a pin drop. It was. Yeah. It, you know, totally unexpected. No one realized in the restaurant 
that many of the mem family members of the people who were killed on that crash were eating amongst us. And, uh, until it was a she, very moving <clears throat> moment. Until she stood up and took three or four minutes just to thank everybody. So I would say that that also extends to the family of the Blue Angel back to the city of Smyrna and Rutherford County yeah. for what they've done. You know, that's the thing about the <coughs> southeast. We still have that old-time love for everybody, and especially for those who paid the ultimate price for our country. And we love our country that much. I mean, and each individual that has uh, gone out and put their uh, poor selves in, in, in a position where they're not going to be around much longer, but it's all about our country. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you don't get that feeling in a lot of places. And I don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah, but uh, um, if you want to see where the people were when 1776 came and all the ones that were uh, fighting for a new land and a new country. And, of course, we just got through having the Constitution Day. Right. And what a, what a special time. And, uh, you know, I love the DAR people. I, I don't know if you've got any members of the families that are in the DAR, but uh, the, they never forget th those special people that have fought and died for our country. And, and many of them have been so injured that their lives are almost pretty much over. And uh, um, that feeling is still here. Well, on the way here this morning, coming up from Smyrna, we didn't come up the main highway. We came up Old National Highway. I think that's what you still call it. I hope that's still what you still call it. <laughs> and we went through the battlefield. Hmm. And I think that's another piece of history that's around here that I hope people remember it's there and yeah. I hope people remember what happened on that ground back in uh, the 1860s. Yeah. Uh, the book that I mentioned uh, in the presence of soldiers, it's kind of getting hard to find now, but a lot of people in World War II didn't necessarily die in Europe and in, in, uh, in the Pacific. Mm -hmm. A lot of them died right here in Middle Tennessee training yeah. to go to war. And uh, in that book, he talks about a lot of that. It's a very interesting book for anybody that uh, likes Middle Tennessee history. But one of the things that I found really interesting is, in tying back to the Civil War, uh, there was a guy named Mr. Ross who lived in Rutherford County. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Ross had been a Confederate soldier during the Civil War, and he was still alive during that Tennessee maneuvers, and he would sit on his front porch, and even though the soldiers weren't supposed to have anything to do with civilians, the word got around who Mr. Ross was, and I don't know where in Rutherford County he lived, but the word got out that he was on his front porch and who he was and the soldiers as they would go by would stop and have to go up and talk to him and I think in the book it said he might have even put his old uniform on a time or two Wow! but I'm sitting there thinking about this man who was in battle with muskets and horses and cannon and he's seeing airplanes fly over and yeah. he's seeing tanks go by and you think about all the changes that he saw in his lifetime 
But the soldiers of World War II appreciated him so much they would stop and talk to him, and he would tell them about their experiences. So there was that brotherhood of of soldiers that still yeah. exist. Yeah. We know that things weren't always perfect in our country, but those type things happen in different times. And but you still think about the heroic efforts that they made on each side. And uh, I, I, I just heard that they took down Robert E. Lee's statue. And and you, and you think about it. Um, those leaders on each side, a lot of times, nobody knew what they were fighting for. And and, and you had, uh, it, it was a, a pretty much an, an economic fight that was going on between the South and the North. The South felt like that um, they were not getting their true values of the things, all the products that they were sending up North and things like that. But... There, there's still people out there, just like Robert E. Lee. They wanted him to be the general for, for the North, and he said, "I, I don't really want to be part of what's right. going on." But he said, "Virginia is my state, right. and, and I cannot leave." He it. went with his state, not yeah. with the Confederacy. That's right. And I have a friend that lives in uh, Miami. Mm -hmm. And he and I talk about these subjects often. And John can trace his rights. His last name is Sullivan. And he can chase his uh, family back to being owned by a man named Sullivan. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was in North Carolina, maybe Virginia. And that was the family name. So he traces his family all the way back to being slaves. And, he and John and I were talking the other day. And I don't want to get very, very political, but yeah. I will say this. And we were talking about this movement of these people that want to get rid of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And it's like, you, you kids don't understand. The Civil Rights Movement was based on the Constitution, yeah. the Bill of Rights. All the things that brought that into fruition, we may have not got it right at the very beginning, and it may have taken us a while, but the documents as they stand yeah. are pretty valid, yeah. even today. Be careful what you throw away. Um, can, can you think of how? God stepped in. He really did. Yeah. Because that is the greatest document that's ever been written. Yeah, it works. Yeah. The document works. It's the ideas that people have in their heads that they need to align with the document. But it's not a document to throw away. Yeah. We would be in far worse shape if we didn't have the doc, uh, Constitution and the Bill of Rights. That's my opinion. That's like I said, I don't want to get too political, but, you know, sometimes I think if you're going to hold public office, you need to be at least 35 or 40 years. You need to be kicked around a little bit, learn something about life, travel around a little bit, talk to some other people outside of your area. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I said it earlier, but when we were, before we were on the, on the, on the air, I said, and I, the thought came to me the other day, in the world of sports and news, we make more millionaires every day mm -hmm. than even Hollywood produces. Yeah. And they all have a comment or two to make. And just because they make a million dollars because they're a gifted talent, either they're a gifted newscaster or they're a gifted uh, 
sports person doesn't necessarily mean what comes out of their mouths worth listening to. Yeah. Uh, is there a gifted newscaster? Well, when I say well, gifted, Lowell Thomas when, back when in I, World War II. When, when I say gifted, I mean <laughs> they can present themselves in a manner. It's uh, pretty gifted. Uh, we were talking the other day about Walter Conkright. Now, a lot of people that are younger may not know who I'm talking about. I never knew Walter Conkright was almost a left-wing liberal. Yeah. But every night at, what, 6 o'clock, he came on for CBS. Uh, Huntley and Brinkley came on for NBC, mm -hmm. and Jennings or somebody Peter came Jennings. on. Peter Jennings. I can't really say that I knew their political standings from the newscast. Yeah. And I didn't know the political standing of CBS or NBC from the content of the newscast, or maybe I was just blind to it. But today's news people, you can tell pretty quick. Um, Takes two seconds. Two seconds mm -hmm. as to what's their leaning, left or right. Yeah. Instead of, hey, just tell me what the news is. And really, I say this to some people, for the news to really be valid, some days they need to come on and say there's really nothing worth talking about, so we're just going to go back to pre-recorded programming. <laughs> it, it, it supposedly uh, entertains a, a, a few people or, or whatever, but uh, have you noticed that they will hang on to a subject and won't let That's it go? That's the point I'm saying until yeah. another subject comes along. The most truthful person on the newscast, day in and day out, is the weather person. And how truthful but is the But they're too long. <laughs> I mean, w w when you have all this rain, you don't see anything on but the weather. That's yeah. right. I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, that I, I was telling you, David bef and, and Donna, before, I, uh, uh, before we came on, I got rid of my cable television. It's absolutely worthless anymore. So uh, I, I get to watch all the old cowboy shows and, 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 and the shows of the early 50s. The all fun the, stuff. The, the fun stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it, um, it's, it's not like this. Um, I've got a word for it, but I can't say it on, t <laughs> on the radio. I guess I could, but, but I don't want to. It, 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 uh, we grew up in a time where we were structured. And we had loves of our country, our, our, our hometown, the folks that are there. Um, it, they were all like family. And, and to see all these things that are going on outside our community, I, I just don't want to see it anymore. I mean, that's not the America that I grew up in. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. You I'm know. thankful for the time period we grew up in. Yes, yes. Because I think... It gave us different values than what you're seeing today. But but who is teaching these kids these days? I mean, my gosh. Well, that's a good question. And what are they teaching? Them? Yeah, yeah. The, the universities, even in the K through 12s now. Uh, but it's all not coming from here. It's coming from Washington and yes. it's coming through Nashville. And then... We're the receivers of it, and, and the teachers are supposed to teach things that uh, we never w would have allowed in the classroom. To me, they're not really allowed to teach. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but every one of our teachers, like what you had in Smyrna oh. and all the way up, 
And I remember every one of my teachers. Yes, and, and you love them. I, I still love them. Now, they were tough. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't remember. If, and that was one of the things that some people were doing at the reunion is they were counting off their first through 12th grade teachers uh, or the ones that they remember. And I was thinking about this morning, you know, back from the high school days, one that really stands out was Mr. McPete from the history. Even if you didn't like history, you loved hearing history from Mr. McPete. But I don't remember the political leanings of Miss Thompson in the fourth grade, Miss Brown in the fifth grade, Miss Smith in the sixth grade. I don't remember their political leanings. Miss Webb was one of our best teachers at Smyrna High School. She taught biology. She was black. The only reason I knew she was black was because she was black. Mm -hmm. But she didn't teach a left or a right. She taught biology. The woman in California that took the flag out of her classroom, classroom because it made her feel uncomfortable. I don't understand that. Yeah. I, what is it about the American flag that makes you uncomfortable? Um, somebody recently said, if you fly the American flag, and I will tell you, there's one flying outside of our house right now in Ohio. Uh, it makes you a racist. I don't get that. No. I, I understand the bad of this country. Uh, I understand it. I'm right now reading a book about S big S uh, Senator Jim Eastland. He was one of the Dixiecrats. He was one of the strong Southern senators in the 40s and 50s and 60s who fought desegregation and civil rights, actively fought it. And uh, I understand it. I get it. It's nothing to be proud of. But how are you not proud of the fact you live in the United States? And I guess one of the other things that they did the other night at the reunion, they asked who's been in to a foreign country. And Don and I started counting them up. I've been to 20 foreign countries. I actually forgot another one. I've been to Holland, Netherlands. I forgot that one. So that, you asked me, how did I get to 20? That was the 20th. And uh, travel around the world a little bit, folks, and you'll appreciate what goes on in this country. Yeah. And one of the countries I spend a lot of time in is Israel. And that's a country that has to fight for its existence. And everybody here in the States, if you talk about an Israeli, they think they're all gun-toting. They hate, you know, all their neighbors. It's not true. The average Israeli of my age, my friends, which the other thing I'll say, and when I went to Israel, I didn't go as a tourist. I went working, and I was in people's homes, and I spent time with people, which is different than traveling and going on a tour group. Yeah. You don't see anything on a tour group. But those people, they want peace in the Middle East. They want stability. The Arab people want stability. And this conflict that's gone back for centuries, um... There's just some people that can't let it go. Yeah. And now we've elected to turn Afghanistan back into, you know, this is the thing that gets me. I said I wasn't going to get political. But why do we let one group of mindset run the whole blasted country? And that's what we've done in Afghanistan. We've let this one mindset go back in and take over yeah. and suppress everybody else's freedom unless that freedom follows their thinking. Folks, that's what's great about this country. You can be whatever you want to be. You can live however you want to live. Just show a little bit of common allegiance to what we are and support what we are. But nobody has 
the, the, the ideology that we have to follow. We tolerate each other. If anything, we're a country of toleration. Yeah. That, that's what we are. And that's what makes us great. And that's the piece I hope we never get rid of. But we do have to go back to that 50th reunion and see those people that we grew up with and reconnect with them and where have you been and how have you been and what did your family do and what were your tragedies and what were your uh, great things that you accomplished. Um, what would this world be without us? You know, I'll tell you something. There's a woman named Lisa Feldman. No, Lisa Barrett Feldman. And uh, she's a neuroscientist. She's up in Massachusetts. She wrote a book called Seven and a Half Lessons About the Brain. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's common to people, do you know of all the species on the world, we're the only one that knows we're going to die? A uh, dog doesn't know he's going to die. A rabbit doesn't know he's going to die. That squirrel you ran over with your car doesn't, didn't know he's going to die. You're the only species on earth that has a concept of death. Well, what about a uh, a lion and a a new? No, they have no idea. He has no idea. No he's idea. fixing to die. What they live is right now. They live in the moment. <laughs> they have no future <laughs> forecast. Uh, well, that's not that's not bad. It's not bad. But the point I'm saying is, you do have a concept of life is precious. It is because I I do know that life is precious, and I do know that I need to live it to the fullest. While I'm here, and I have the capability to do that. And make the best of it. And make the best of it. While you can. And I need to let other people that are around me that same opportunity. I don't need to suppress individuals with my ideas and thinking. I'll tell you what my ideas are. But I'm not going to suppress you with my ideas. And I think that's what makes this country great, is the fact that we do tolerate each other. And we do let each other live their life. Did I get on a soapbox or something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Do you hear this quite often, Donna? Oh, we do. We talk about it. But you, you know, wait a minute. Do you ever argue about anything? No, we, no, not really. Because I, 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 I kind of get the feeling that you guys are on the the same route. We, we are. Yeah. We are. You know, we're we're fun time people. That's what I call us, fun yeah. time people. We're people that enjoy people. We enjoy hearing people's stories. We enjoy. You know, um, and I've met so many nice people through his work. Mm -hmm. You know that are my friends too, and and being able to travel with him, and uh, yeah, I I'm just a I'm a people person. I I like everybody, even if, and you don't have to like me, and that's okay. Yeah. But, but I'm not going to hold it against you. You know. I found out something in law enforcement, which I was in over the years, is that you learn how to get along with everybody. You have to. And, and, and it works out so well for each side, each, each person. I've been around people that would probably kill you just for the fun of it. Sure. But even when they're that bad, if, if you come up there with a smile on your face, I've had them in, 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 the, in the penal places, and... and it, I have seen one guy that basically, well, I guess, was a friend of mine, and uh, he was charged with murder. And um, uh, we would 
talk some, and, and, and not like that uh, um, either one of us was trying to get over on, on the good side of the other, but we just talked just like anybody would sit down, and you know that we, when I took him to the penitentiary, and I basically arrested him when we first did, and on the way to the penitentiary, he said, now, Truman, he said, I want to tell you something. I didn't commit that murder, but I'm getting my just desserts because of all the other things. That's one of the reasons that he was uh, basically uh, charged at the time. But anyway, later on, and when he was in the, he he, he got out of the penitentiary, and uh, one of the people in the penitentiary was being uh, what he would say. Uh, aggravating him and, and mistreating him the whole time. Did you know that when he got out, he found out when he would catch a bus, and he went over and killed him. Really? Yeah. And it, it just like sometimes the reaction of the other person kind of drives you to be what you are. Sure. And, and, and you see a lot. Of, we don't have the structure. I mean, you, you see this news. news the news today is is kind of uh, pushing people in a direction they shouldn't want they shouldn't have to go and and that's what I love about this area right here because you I mean you guys can sit here and talk and 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 I just absolutely enjoy you whether you're saying something that I don't believe in or not and and I and I believe that uh, down here you see more of that. They talk about bad things about the southeast. They they ha always have, but if they come down here and live in this area and be around the people, they're going to love it, them. Yeah, they are. It's How going, can you not? Well, that's that's what I say. I mean, uh, everybody is pretty much family down here. When you go to your 50th class reunion, that's like coming it, home. Yes. It, it, and and that's your brothers and sisters. In it there. was. And you know what? It doesn't cost anybody to be kind. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody wants a friend, and everybody wants to be treated equally. Yeah. I don't care, you know, your religion, your color, whatever. And you know what? We can all do that if we would just practice it. Yeah. You don't have to be best friends, but, you know, just smile. And everybody's, you know, yeah. had their moments, so... You know, I can't wait for my class reunion. You know, I, I miss them. Can I mean, we, yeah, we, we Yeah, come on down. <laughs> You know, here, here's the thing about why is your high school class reunion? You know, it actually kind of sounds a little bit on the corny side. <laughs> why your high school class reunion? Well, it's the group that you've maybe you've started first grade with. It's the group that you may have known before the first grade. Yeah. And you lived with them for 12 years. You go to college, you're there three and a half, four years. Yeah, I know those people. But I didn't grow up with those people. Yeah, They came later on in my life. You go to graduate school, I can't even tell you the names of maybe but one person that I went to graduate school with. Wow. Uh, why? Because I was out making a living. I had a family. I was doing all those things. And I went to class. It was, you know, two years of 100-something uh, four-hour sessions at night. Uh, and we were, uh, but it was there to get a degree, and that's what I was for, not so much for socializing. But you go back to your high school people. 
Those are the guys you grew up with. Those are the girls you grew up with. Those are the people that as you were coming into your teen years, and who the hell wants to be a teenager again? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but those are the people that were in your life in the hardest time. I think teenager years has got to be the hardest time of all the years, growing from, you know, doing that, that conversion into young adulthood. Yeah. But those are the people you were with. Those are the people that, that left impressions. One of the guys, and I told somebody this morning on the phone, I was telling him I was going to be on here. Uh, in high school, uh, Richard Miller and I used to stand against the wall there in the lobby by the big mural at Smyrna High School, and we would talk. And I told Richard this at our last reunion. I said, Richard, I always knew talking to you there was something that you were going to go out and you were going to do something really good. You were going to be successful. I knew it. And Richard was telling us the other night he did have a business over in Gallatin, Hendersonville area. He was a local John Deere dealer selling mostly turf equipment. And he said there was days when Tennessee Bank would call me wanting to know where their money was. And I'd have to go out. And he said it was tough. It was hard. Well, Richard eventually became a partner in uh, Tri-Green. And I forget how many John Deere stores. Became very, very successful. But... I knew that back when he was in high school, and uh, it was great to see it happen. It, it really was. Uh, we had another guy, and I'm not going to mention his name, and we talked about him. And I'm going, what became, how, how did he, boy, heck, you know who I'm talking about, and I'll tell you when we break, <laughs> but I'm not going to say his name. He went to Tennessee prison, and he didn't go on some misdemeanor either. I mean, and it's like we were in the third grade together, the fourth grade, the fifth grade, the sixth grade. How did that happen? How did it happen? Don't understand it. But he's no longer with us. He died a few years ago of cancer after he got out. But it's odd when you look across that room. We have another girl that came to the, it's our first reunion. Beverly Wark, we go back to the third grade. Her family did the trash collection in Smyrna for years and years and years. And used to in the old days when you came into Smyrna on Saturday night, her mom, uh, Geneva, would light the fire and burn all the trash. So she came into Smyrna on Saturday night. First thing you got was all the trash coming across the highway or the smoke from the burning trash. Anyway, when they had the thing about who's had the most kids, Geneva didn't have the most kids, but when she came to grandkids and great-grandkids, oh my! I forget the numbers. She had like 23 great-grandchildren. Oh, my goodness. At y'all's age? At our age. Yeah. Wow. So, they start early. And you could tell the way she talked about them. But she was proud. She loved every one of them. And, you know, sadly, she's old enough that she had lost one son. And one grandchild. I think so. Yeah. But, yeah, she had the greats and the grands and the kids. So, yeah. But the family, you're passing on. Right. Uh, all the roots are deep, and, and then you got more and more of them, and uh, um, you're proud of them. You're, you're, I mean, you can sit there and watch your grandkids, and you're really proud of your kids. But then you get into another generation, and that's pretty special. It is. It was yeah. great. It was great to see her there. 
Um, I mean, we hadn't seen her since elementary school. She didn't finish Whoa. with us. But we went back and tried to find anybody that was in Smyrna school system during our years of going through first through 12. Uh, whether it was base connected or family bought a farm in Eagleville like Nancy Toombs or um, the cobbles. cobbles that moved off. Uh, we tried to get all those people back. And it's funny that those are the people who came back, the people who live 15 minutes away. Thinking, I wonder what you're doing tonight. Why aren't you here with us? And these aren't people that sat in the corner through high school and you never really connected with them. These mm -hmm. are people that were out amongst us. And everybody knew them. And everybody knew mm -hmm. them. And it's like... <laughs> Well, they all, know. they all, I, I know I've got to sign or we're going to have to wrap up the show. But one thing I was wanting to ask both of you, do you see old Smyrna still there? Uh, I know that I, when I was in law enforcement, that was one of my areas that I would have to cover and work with the guys in Smyrna. And uh, it was a small fun place to be. I mean, we it would do, back then we we were crazy. We would do just like uh, the Smyrna one of the officers would go park cuz he had a girlfriend over <laughs> at, at some place and we would watch him and then when he get out of his car and go in, we'd take his car and go hide it. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was just you, you know do you that did today. You, No, but you did your job and you had fun doing it. Mm. Uh, and and the laws were not as strict back then as I they are now. I miss back yes. then yeah. 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 because I, of that. I would say yes and no. The yes to that is go around the old depot, that part of Smyrna around the depot, Front Street, mm -hmm. and across the highway, North Low or Lowry, that little part of Smyrna, yeah. Ridley Parkway, John Sam Ridley Parkway, that is totally foreign to us. Different world. Uh even old Nashville Highway from Hilltop down to the Ridley Parkway, that has become foreign to us. But when you go, and like Saturday morning, we were with Denny Hoover. We'd never been in his little place, but he's got all this Smyrna history. But more important, he's got Smyrna history in his head. Yeah. And he started telling Donna about her Uncle Bud when he was in the first and second and third grade. And, and my mom. And, and his mom. mom. And... Yeah, so those people are still down there. They still remember the old days. They reconnect from the old days to the present. So, yeah, Smyrna's changed, but, yeah, the core of it's still there. When yeah. all of y'all get together, Smyrna's still there. Yeah. Yeah. And we always have a fun time. Yeah, I go find Denny and get him up here. Um, Smyrna's, Smyrna's it, it, it's, it's just the people. The people it make is. a town. You know, his dad's the one that wrote the book, Smyrna History Book. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, over time, he's just kept a lot of that, but kept a lot of the memories and uh, all that. You know everybody thinks your son's a genius. Uh, actually. He never, <laughs> he never forgets anything. One of the, Thomas. <laughs> we were listening to the last show. We were on our way somewhere, and you guys were on there, and we were listening on the radio or on the Internet. And we were amazed. We're amazed at how does he remember that stuff? Yeah. How does, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. I wish he'd pass it on. He, uh, well, he does pass it on. <laughs> he, 
he was one. Of, he came out. He was at the. He came to heck, the reunion. Heck, Tom. Oh, did he? He Tom, knows most of them he, there. He knows most of the people there, and he gets the two of us. Yeah, I married her mother. And I married her brother, and he's been doing it now for 15, 16, 16 years. years. And when you figure, but he also says, "I buried this one's mother, and this it, one's mother, yeah. and this was granddaddy." Yeah. And the the best story. How many minutes we got? I'm gonna. We're 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 done. Okay. But but the best the best story. Fire it real quick. Is Bubba Woodfin. Yeah. And uh, he walks up to Gerald Lee and he says, Gerald, how's your mom doing? And Gerald goes, Hell, Bubba, you're the one that ought to know. You're the one that buried her. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, Oh, I meant, I meant, I meant somebody. <laughs> some, some, somebody had, had to get some bread that he made out of that one. I enjoyed it so much, Dave and Donna. Thank you. The, the Booker family, uh, minus one. But. Uh, yeah. Great show, and I thoroughly enjoyed y'all being here with me. We enjoyed You'll it. You'll have to do it again. We Actually, it. we'll do it again. We're going to go back to Smyrna, gather our stuff up, and we're headed back to Ohio. So We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be in Mississippi. For those of you, we'll be in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> the tour. <laughs> No, we're actually headed to Mississippi at the end of the month. We'll be in Texas. <laughs> so we range from... Y'all just keep up. We range from Ohio, <laughs> Smyrna, Sunflower, Mississippi, Horseshoe Bay, Texas. That's where we run back and forth for. So, yeah, sounds like a tour group. All right, guys. All right. We will see you in the morning at 9. We'll come back. From NHC's Adams Place... Home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.